put yourselves on mute, that'll be absolutely marvellous. Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to see you. Uh, the latest Onward is now out. So that's uh, covering Malaysia and the Book of Jonah this, this time as well. So that's good. So that's out this time. Uh, our house group is on Zoom tomorrow from 8.15. It's our normal midweek Zoom meetings, lots of interaction. So be there. It's going to be great if you're able to. Spring Harvest is also online again this year, and it's called Unrivaled, Unri shall I say, Why We Worship. And it's going to be live from 4th to the 8th of April, and there's two types of tickets, and there's lots of details on their website. So if you want to know more, you can either Google it yourself or I can tell you where to look. That'll be no problem. Easter Sunday is two weeks away. It's going to be a different Zoom link there and phone number. Uh, the information is already on our outside notice board, the new version, and it's on our website. And anyone who got a paper copy of Onward on Friday will also have had a fly about that. I've also got 500 of these flyers all about Easter to give out. So if anyone wants to help me with the streets on Long, Long Shoot, the new streets, that is, the ones on Long Shoot, and the ones on Higham Lane, that will be really good. Please let me know if you can help with that. We've got breakout rooms at the end. Jill's going to lead us in worship and prayer just now. Let's pray. God, thank you for this new day. Thank you for your new mercies. Thank you for all the new things that you have for us today. Lord, will you help us to keep our ears open to you, help our hearts to be open to you, and help us all just to be completely willing and ready for whatever you have for us. Amen. I've got a question for you then this morning. Where are you looking? Uh, John? At the screen. Out into the back garden. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> uh, so with your physical eyes, that's quite easy, isn't it? And generally, I would say if you're looking in front of you, that's generally a good thing to see where you're going and what you're doing. Um, but what about spiritually? Where are you looking? Um, I've been thinking that actually recently my spiritual eyes have, have not been looking perhaps where they should be. And that would then correspond to why my I'm struggling so much with different things and, and why things are hard. Um, and I want to share this verse with you from uh, Psalm 105, verse four, which gives us the answer. Look to the Lord. Oh, OK, then that's not looking anywhere else. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. So simple. But actually, you know, so easy to be distracted. So let me share that one with you that I hope will encourage you. We're going to start our service by singing a couple of songs which will encourage us to look to the Lord. Let's remember whatever's going on in our lives, whatever the distractions are, whatever has been drawing our gaze physically, Let's remember that our spiritual eyes should be looking to the Lord. So let's uh, join um, together in our praise and our worship. And we're going to sing a couple of songs on the video.
say <clears throat> you are worthy to be praised we thank you lord that you are our faithful god we thank you lord that you are here with us this morning <clears throat> lord we are so privileged to be able to come to you this morning and we thank you for that we thank you lord that even this week we will be remembering that it's been 12 months since we went into a lockdown, that life we knew then was changed because of COVID. A year since we were able to worship in the churches together. So much has changed. So many lives lost. Grieving families coming to terms with their loss. Lord, this morning, as a group of people meeting, we just ask you to be their comforter. We thank you that you are the great comforter. We continue to pray for those that are still in the hospital, that are still needing the care from the staff and the doctors that are working still so hard. We thank you for them, for they do. <clears throat> All the work that they do, Lord, is so memorable. And we just thank you that we have this wonderful NHS. So we thank you once again. We thank you, Lord, for the vaccine rollout. We thank you that it, so far, Lord, it is seeming to stem the flow. We thank you, Lord, that uh, for each one have been able to have this. Lord, it is so amazing that you provide this info to all the scientists, the doctors and all the people that have enabled this to be possible. We pray for our government who make the decisions, Lord, and we pray that they would be so mindful of you, Lord. This is what the country needs. We need Jesus. If any time now, Lord, we just need you more than ever. We pray for the Queen. We give thanks that Prince Philip is out of hospital, but we pray for them as a family. They're not without problems, Lord, and we, as a church today would remember them and ask them we thank you that the queen knows you and loves you and we just pray that they would turn to you when problems arise heavenly father we look out and we see the spring is here we see the blossom on the trees we see the lovely flowers that are coming up that have been dormant all winter and they're coming up now and it gives us hope lord that there is a God that is still in control, that there is still a saviour who loves this world. And we just pray, Lord, today that 
all of our families, those that don't know you, that perhaps have walked with you and at this moment are not. We pray for each member of NCF that they will have loved ones that, uh, that you would bless and undertake for them. We thank you, Lord, that you are still in control, that all things and our times are still in your hands. We continue to pray for the NCF family and the area, and we're thinking of Easter, Lord, and as these leaflets go out, Lord, that uh, people would uh, take time to remember and come in onto the Zoom programme and eventually, Lord, come back in uh, to the building when we're opened. We thank John and Jill for all the efforts of working all this technology that allows us to meet like this. And we will look forward when we will be able to be back in the church together, praising you. We pray for all the churches in the Neaton and the surrounding areas. We thank you that the hamper distribution went down so well and contact was made and received. We just pray, Lord, that from this, a great work would begin. We serve such a wonderful saviour and we pray that uh, for all that who are sick, for those with the mental issues that have been made worse during this lockdown, for all of the lonely, Lord, help us to be mindful of our neighbours, perhaps just a cheery wave or a smile as we go by, that they will know that they're being thought of. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for all your love. Thank you for all that you give us. Thank you for all you provide for us. And as we continue to worship you this morning, we pray that you'll bless your word, that you'll give us listening ears and you'd help us to respond and be the children that you want us to be. So thank you, Lord, once again, for your presence with us this morning. In each of our homes, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brilliant. Thanks, Phyllis. Yeah, we are in the presence of a God who answers prayers. Amen. We look forward to uh, seeing the answers to those prayers as we have seen many, many, many answers to prayer over this last year and obviously throughout our lifetimes. We're going to um, sing again now, um, bless the Lord, O my soul. All sorts of situations, we're all still in, we're all still doing the ups and the downs, but you know, God is still the same. Bless the Lord, O my soul, that's where we need to be. Sun come. 
from Psalm 139, and I'm reading the NLT version. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me and place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in the darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body, 
and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvellous and how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every, mom every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I cannot even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. O oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. O oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Thank you, Alan. It's census day today. They happen every 10 years in the UK and every household in the UK will have had a letter about it. The information that we give to the Office for National Statistics gives them loads of data so that in national and local government can plan for the future. After 100 years, the information is put into the public domain and a brilliant side effect of this is family historians like me and some of you I know as well can then search through some of the details and find more information about their ancestors, where they lived. It's wonderful and brilliant. Next one's out in January. Can't wait. It's so exciting already. Anyway, all of the old censuses are easily searchable now and uh, it's, it's great to use them. However, let me tell you something that you know already. God doesn't need an angelic enumerator to pop along and ask me questions about me. God already knows everything about me. Now, one of my favourite television programmes a while ago was Mastermind. And I know if I went on Mastermind and my specialist subject was me, I don't think it would be allowed, though. But if it was, just humour me a little bit, if it was... I think I'd get some of the big life occasion questions quite good, although sometimes I might need to have a bit of a think about it, what happened on certain days. But if I was asked a little bit more obscure or things from a while ago, I think that would be considerably trickier. Even though the questions would all be about me, I wouldn't be able to answer all of them very easily, very quickly. Yet I know if God went on Mastermind, and what a programme that would be, wouldn't it? But if he went on Mastermind and sat in a black chair answering questions about John Stevenson, then I know he'd get full marks and every answer would be instant. He wouldn't have to think about it because he knows me so well. I don't know everything about me, but God does. If the specialist subject was about you, sorry, it's rude to point, but I'm pointing to all of you, he'd still get all the answers right because he knows you really well. God is amazing. He knit us together in our mother's womb. And that Hebrew verb 
is also suggesting a shielding and an overshadowing in our mother's womb. God was looking after Andy and Joy Thomas's new baby daughter, Vicky, when she was born last Thursday. And you might say, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. But she's only three days old. So it's easy for God to know everything about Vicky, isn't it? But the oldest person in the world, a lady who was born in 1903 in Japan, God knows everything about her as well. Think if I could, I could have calculated how many days she's been alive, but that would have been a lot, wouldn't it? But 118 years, she, he, God knows everything about her. Most people breathe about 8 million times in a year. God knows all my breathing for last year and the year before and the year before that. God knows all about my heart beating. God knows all about the blood circulating around me. God knows the way that our brains ping by different things that stimulate us. So it might be that you're interested by flowers or by reading a good nonfiction book or by drawing or by doll's houses. It might be that you're stimulated by cooking or by collecting stamps or banknotes, or maybe you're stimulated by how tunnels and bridges are made. Well, God is brilliant because God has created us all as individuals. So my twin sister looks very different from me. Of course she would, but she thinks totally different from me as well. Just like all of us look different from each other, and we all think differently too. God has made us as individuals. We're all special to God. God has died for us as individuals. We weren't a job lot. Jesus didn't die for lovely people like our Queen, for Mother Teresa, for Billy Graham or John Wesley, and then just included us in the job lot because, oh yeah, those people, I've, I've died for the lovely people, but now I'm going to just include the people that are less lovely. And that's all of us. We are important to God. You are important to God. In fact, there's no one else more important to God than you. Ephesians 2 verse 8 is amazing. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favour, drawing you to Christ that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. Duran. It's a Greek word and it means a spontaneous and not coerced gift or sacrifice. We didn't ask for or plead for Jesus' gift. The gift of mercy is undeserved, but it's very real. It has nothing to do with our past achievements or our present abilities. We know that God's love didn't end when Jesus died for us on that first Good Friday and then rose again three days later. He still pays close attention to us, interacts with us. He shows his love and mercy to us all regularly. God knows that we none of us live on the mountaintop all the time. God knows that we don't reach our true potential so often. And yet he doesn't push us away and say, go away, you miserable lot. 
He knows us thoroughly and yet he still beckons us to come close to him. God knows everything about us and isn't put off by that. Here's some good verses. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. Even when walking through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me, guarding, guiding all the way. That's from the Living Bible. From the Common English Bible. Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. This is Jesus talking to you now. Put my yoke and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble and you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. That's Matthew 11:28. The Greek word for weary or struggling hard is kopio. It emphasizes the idea of working until you're worn out or exhausted. If you're exhausted today, then Jesus is saying, come to me. If you're tired or fatigued through carry, carrying burdens or grief, then Jesus says, come. If you're weighed down by long-term dreadful situations or by persistent sin, then Jesus says, come. God knows you thoroughly. He knows everything about you. He loves you today. Whatever your situation, whatever you feel or think about yourself and whatever your priorities at the moment, Jesus is holding out his arms to you and he's saying six words. Come to me. I love you. Amen. Let's uh, let's sing a couple more songs now and, and ponder and reflect on on that. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. When I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life I won't turn back, I know you are near And I will fear no
earlier, we were considering how even though God knows everything about us, absolutely everything, that doesn't put him off from giving us an invitation to come regularly into his presence. It's so much better than a Willy Wonka golden ticket. We have the choice of how to act with regard to God's invitation. I can choose whether to be with God or I can choose whether I want not to be with God. And it's got nothing to do with the external situations I find myself in or whether I feel I'm good enough. There's an immense safety with knowing God. Yes, we know he's immortal, invisible, omnipresent, omnipotent, omni, uh, omniscient. And yet he is tender, caring and merciful. That is why despite our actions and thoughts, despite the way we fail, God gives us all an invitation to come to him. I wonder what you've been doing with that invitation recently. When we're sitting or strolling along with God, we too have an invitation that we can give to someone. This is an invitation we can give to God. Oh, that sounds so interesting. You might be thinking, that's what I think as well. But that invitation is what Alan read to us. It was the last two verses of Psalm 139. And the verb that David uses are search, test see, know, and lead. This is how the message puts it. Investigate my life, O oh God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. I read a book last year that likened our lives to performing on stage. It was called The Undefended Leader. Maybe you've read it as well. But it suggests that we've all got a front stage and a backstage in our lives. There's a part in our lives that we're happy for other people to see. And there's a part that very few people, if anyone, gets to see. Mm. Over the past year, when certain people have been interviewed on television, I, I don't just listen to what they have to say. I look in their background. I wonder if you do the same. Because it's interesting, because sometimes people in their background have a flag, a union flag in their background, or a nice vase of flowers, or certain strategic books just on their shelf, just behind them. Or maybe they're a bit, oh, I don't want people to see my uh, background. So they put a virtual background. That's what's happened on some Zoom calls I've been on. People look like they're on, in the Caribbean or something or in uh, sort of Oklahoma or wherever. But they're certainly not in their bedroom or on their life, in their living room because they've got a, a virtual background and it makes us think they're somewhere else and they're not. On a Sunday morning, you can see a small part of the room that Jill and I are in. But if I was going to turn the camera around, you'd see a lot more of the room than what I'm letting you see. Because I'm just letting you see this little bit, aren't I? I've thought about it. I've, I've thought, oh, if someone wants to see something about what's going on there, I'm certainly not going to have 
X, Y, and Z there, I've, uh, there's a word for it and I've forgotten. Uh, you can see I'm not, I don't always use a script, but there's a, I've sanitized the room. That's the word. I wonder if you've sanitized your room so that when we're looking at you and looking around sometimes, because usually we're busy worshiping, I know that, or listening to the preacher, yes. But sometimes, maybe during the notices, you're just looking around and just thinking, oh, I do like Grace's Seti and Ian's. Oh, that's a lovely blue. Or that picture behind uh, Jeff's ear. I wonder what it is. Oh, I wonder if, if I go to his house one day, I'll see what it is. Or, you, you know what I mean? There's all sorts of things that are behind us. We all prepare our front stage in our lives very well. We know how to please people, don't we? What about the bit that the webcam doesn't see? Are you letting God in on those parts? Not just the bit that you've done the vacuuming for and done the dusting for, that you're confident about. Are you letting God into your backstage as well as your front stage? In verses 23 and 24, David, the writer of this psalm, used the imperative form of the Hebrew verb. He wasn't asking God, oh, God, if you don't mind, will you kind of come and have a look? Will that be OK? He's being very bold. He's being very confident with all the verbs that he's using. He's saying, God, I know that you need to search me. So go for it. I'm ready. David is saying, look thoroughly at the obvious actions and words that I use, but also search my heart. Dig deep about my motives, my attitudes and the things I keep secret from everyone else. Alec Mutia, who's, uh, who died recently, he did a wonderful translation of the Psalms and he wrote this. Test me and know my wandering thoughts. And in a footnote, he says, the word pictures a branch forking in different directions, used therefore of thought flitting this way and that, during which our thoughts can it be can so easily arrive at forbidden pastures. Perhaps we don't ask God to test us regularly because we know he'll point something out that we easily accept, but he doesn't like in us. But to be like Jesus, and that's what we want to be like. We have to give him the invitation to search, test, see and know. Perhaps you're OK with what's in your life. But could Jesus be outraged by what you do away from your public stage? Could Jesus be annoyed and not enjoy what we don't show on the webcam of our life? Psalm 139 wasn't a one off when God, uh, when David told God that he wanted God to search him, try him, test him and lead him onwards. David did some wonderful things. We know that. But he was human, just like us. And Psalm 51 contains David's thoughts after he'd had sex with Bathsheba and had her husband Uriah killed in a subtle way. Read about it in 2 Samuel 11 and 12 if you want to. And David had other conversations with God. Often because prophets had encouraged him to have a conversation with God. There's one verse in 1 Chronicles 21 verse 13. And David had had a, a census done of his people. Again, that's very topical today. And God didn't want that to happen. And David says this to God. I am in deep distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord. 
for his mercy is very great, but do not let me fall into human hands. Last Sunday, I was encouraging you to be vulnerable with God and his mercy and love. And today we need, just like David, to throw ourselves onto God's mercy. God is amazing. He treasures us. He restores and gives us the best of all invitations. Come to me and let me change you. Are you willing to let God have your own invitation to, to him? As we throw ourselves on God's mercy, can we truly ask him to thoroughly search, test, see and know us, both in the public and private parts of our lives? Don't forget the last verb. Lead me in your ways. God doesn't want us to be stuck wallowing where we are. His love, generosity and power means that we can change. We can become the people God wants us to be. It's not too late today to accept God's invitation to be with him. It's mm -hmm. not too late today to also give him your invitation to search you, to test you, to see and know you, and then lead you on to new chapters with new challenges and new successes in God. Today is a day of redemption. Jill talked about looking to God and seek his face always from Psalm 105 at the start. So as I conclude in prayer, that's what I'm going to pray. Help us, Lord, to look to you always and let you come into our lives in both the private and the public areas, the ways that are seen and the areas that are not seen. So thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you for that generous and beautiful treasured invitation that you want us to come to you. Lord, we do. But Lord, we also give our invitation to you, just as David did. Come and search us, try us, test us, see what's in our lives that you don't like, that you hate. Help mm. us to change. Give us that power to be your children in your presence and knowing that you want us to be new and authentic Christians and not just talking, but walking the walk as well. Lord, we praise you. Amen. 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 <coughs> Thank you. I was just saying to John yesterday, it feels very unfair. The, the longer you've been a Christian um, and the more you become aware of, of all the things that you do wrong um, and the more that God um, shows you um, all, all those attitudes that still need dealing with. Um, it feels like a, um, a never ending, you know, thing that will 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 never get good. Um, and, and it just like, you know, I am a deep pit of bleh that will, you know, that is horrible. And I don't, I don't want to know, really. Um, whereas, you know, when you're a new Christian, it's, it's all like, oh, ignorance is bliss. Um, but do you know what? He is bigger. He is able. He is moving in us and through us. He is developing us. He is changing us. He is at work in us. It is all for his purpose and his glory. And so we're going to, um, we've got two more songs, but this next one says that, uh, Lord, you are an amazing God. And that is so true. Um, to, to my pit of birth, God is able. Um, and I hope that encourages you all too. Let's sing together, Looking in the Sky.
God, every knee will bow before you. We wait for that day. Lord, until then, will you help us to know that you know us and help us to know that we need to keep listening to you, hearing what you're saying to us, being changed by you, all those bits that we think we can keep hidden from you, but Lord, you see them all, you know them all. God, continue to change us and work in and through us, we pray. Lord, help us to look to you and your strength and to seek your face always. Amen. 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 Thanks, everyone.